Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw Sunday afternoon. There's NFL playoffs on, but we appreciate you guys for hanging out and joining us today on the show. TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes. Richie, how's your weekend been? Pretty good, man. I, I was actually really invested in that Dolphins uh, Bills game, and I was, you know, as a Bucks fan, I still wanted the Dolphins to win, but they obviously uh, could not get it over the hump just enough. But uh, a good weekend nonetheless. How about you, man? It's been a good weekend. I've got no complaints. Um, we haven't really done much this weekend, which is nice. It feels like every other weekend since, I don't know, November that things have just been kind of crazy. So nice to just kind of chill out. Playoff games have been fun. That Jags game last night was nuts. The, the Dolphins-Bills game was a ton of fun just now. Um, I don't know. The other one just kicked off, so I'm, I'm a big Vikings fan today, mostly just for Dalvin. <laughs> but uh, I guess there's a couple of uh, Knowles, Corbin, and, and guys on the, on the Giants. But yeah, give me Dalvin here. But, um, yeah, just watching a little playoffs, hanging out, not doing much, just having fun. Looks like Dalvin – yeah, looks like the Vikings are already up 7-0. So I'm liking it. <laughs> Um, big shout out as we get started to Guthrie's. We appreciate Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street, 2550 North Monroe. Um, make sure you go by Guthrie's and tell them that we sent you when you're in Tallahassee. I'm going up in two weeks. So two weeks from now, we'll have to figure out how we're doing the pod that week. But two weeks from now, I'm going to be up there for men's and women's hoops. Excited for that, but shout out Guthrie's. We'll definitely have to take the kids by there and get them some chicken tenders. Um, I might actually be going up there tomorrow to get a dog. Look at you. <laughs> what kind of dog y'all getting? Uh, a miniature dachshund. That's all we do. So Franklin needs a little little brother or sister. Uh, Lindsay wants him to have a sister. So we might be up in Tallahassee tomorrow. Uh, I will definitely stop at Garnet Gold and see if I can get that tracksuit that Mike Norville was wearing yesterday because Woo! that was fire. <laughs> He's got a whole new energy. Um, right. with, uh, ten win Mike's ten something wins, else. <laughs> a lot of hype. Got a lot of energy that he's riding with, and I like it. So no, no complaints there. Um, let's jump into a big, big recruiting weekend, guys. If you're watching this, if you're listening to it later, however you're consuming this, make sure that you do a couple of things for us. Shows are always free, so we won't ask you to do too much. But thumbs up the video. We've got already into the triple digits. Two minutes in here, so we appreciate that. If you can, if you can share the video, that'd be great too. Let people know that we're hanging out. And um, also, if you want to leave some comments, if you guys have some questions, if you have some things you want to talk about, try to get to as many comments as we can. We'll certainly always get to any comment that's a super chat, but like, share, subscribe, all those things, and we'll leave you alone. All right, big recruiting weekend. Um, I'm going to run down a recap, so you guys just kind of bear with me. Some big things, some big takeaways that I've got, Richie. I warmed up my lungs here for this part, but then we're going to talk about um, just recruiting overall and in general, but I'm going to give some updates, give some highlights. A um, couple of crystal balls that we'll talk about. Steve Wilfong put in at 247. Some other guys that named FSU as their leader. And then we'll just kind of talk about, of course, five-star quarterback Charles Lester. And then we'll talk about recruiting just in general. But let's run through it real quick. Tight end Hubert. Caliste Jr. named FSU as his leader. He's a 2024 6'4", 230 tight end. Wilt Fong put a crystal ball in for him to FSU. Would anticipate that that's somebody that Florida State is fairly close to landing. Obviously, they've done a really, really good job in the portal with tight ends. Need to see that continue to increase at the high school level. Another 2024 four-star defensive lineman, DeAndre Robinson, visited. Seemed like he really enjoyed his time in Tallahassee, and the Knowles looked to be in a really, really good position there as well. 
There was a huge focus this weekend on talent at the defensive back position. There were several safety prospects in town, uh, of which number uh, 2024 safety Brandon Jacob was a big highlight. I'm hearing really, really good things out of that recruitment. And I don't, he hasn't named FSU a leader. He's not come out and said that just yet. But I'm told that that's a recruitment that Florida State is in a very, very good position for and could do really, really well down the stretch. There were other cornerback and safety recruits on campus as well. This is not going to be an exhausted list, but I do think that Jacob is somebody to keep your eye on. And then a couple of 2025 guys, uh, quarterback Tramel Jones Jr., named FSU as his leader. Wilt Fong also put in a crystal ball there. Jones said something big was coming soon. All signs kind of pointing toward things looking good for FSU there. And four-star receiver in the 2025 class, Kobe Howard, Seemed to really enjoy his time with both Norvell and Dugans. Talked about FSU's explosive offense. Talked about getting to 10 wins. And said his visit moved the Knolls up on his list. Wants to get back to campus soon. Uh, but a lot of excitement this weekend. Richie, thoughts on the uh, thoughts on the weekend overall? I got you. Mute. You might be on mute, Richie. I can't hear you. Still nothing. You might have to refresh. I will do this. We'll keep rolling. I'll let Richie get back in here and say something in a minute. Um, but I'll roll here. This is a big one. Harlan, I don't know if you have the uh, video queued up, but five-star quarterback Charles Lester was on campus this weekend. And this is the guy in Florida State's class. He's a composite five-star. I believe he's the 22nd ranked overall player on the 247 everything like for 247 in general um i really really like this kid and i know that florida state really really likes this kid he's going to be a big one for the Knowles. and what we told you last year was when we were looking at the recruits and we were looking at who florida state was getting in who they were close to who was coming to campus the elite of the elite were not the ones stepping on campus at this time last season and i think that was an issue for florida state Charles Lester is an absolute stud, an absolute baller, and he's got a top five of Bama, UF, UGA, Ohio State, and Florida State. So you're going up against the absolute big dogs, the absolute elites of college football. But I think Florida State's in a really, really good spot. He came out and did an interview, and he did not say that FSU was his leader, but his words kind of alluded to that. Talked about Florida State being his dream school. Talked about how they've always been where his heart is. I know that guys get on visit highs and they get really, really excited when they're coming out of big recruiting weekends. But he's a guy that I think Florida State has a great, great chance to continue to work on and continue to close on. And I know when you're going up against Bama and UGA, Ohio State, I don't worry about Florida as much because they're certainly not in that same category. But... I think that he's a guy that Florida State certainly needs to continue to put all their eggs in that basket and swing for the fences there. They were able to pick up a five-star in Hakeem Williams this year, and 2024 needs to be the same. Richie, you back yet? You're saying anything yet? No, nothing. You may just text Harlan, and Harlan, see if you can get him back, and I'll keep rolling. Touchdown, Florida State! Touchdown, F-S-U! 
Land them all. $4.99 from Seminoles 03. Appreciate that, Seminoles 03. I think Florida State is going to make a lot of inroads here. And I think that I appreciate the super chat. That helps us a ton. We always appreciate it. I, I think that there's a lot that Florida State has going for it right now. And that's what I want to get Richie back in here. Talk to Richie about you back yet? Yeah, can you hear me now? You're good. You're good. Yeah, so I talked about talked about those guys and Florida State seeming to be in a better position this year. We talked about it last year. You weren't getting the elites of the elites on campus. And now you're getting a much different group of young men coming to campus. What are your thoughts on Florida State being able to close this year? What are your expectations for this class? Maybe that's a good way to, to start this. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, for those of us that don't follow recruiting as religiously as uh, you, you and I do, TJ, you would expect a 10-month season to result in a top 10 recruiting class, right? But you don't get to bear those fruits until the following season. And I think this 2024 class is pivotal for Mike Norvell. I think it's huge for him uh, and what he can do because we love what he's done in the transfer portal. But the fact is you have to solidify high school recruiting first. We just saw Georgia win their second straight national title, and they had one transfer on their team. So the portal is definitely a tool to use, and Mike's done a phenomenal job of that. But you have to finalize you know, this high school recruiting, and uh, I, I think 2024 is the year, right? Now he's selling 10 wins as opposed to the last cycle when he was selling five wins, right? It's a huge deal for Mike Norvell. And uh, I think he's going to sign a really good class this year. We already have Cam Davis in the boat, the five-star running back. That's going to be a battle to the end, uh, obviously, because everybody wants a five-star running back. But I'm really excited about what Mike Norvell can do in this 2024 class. He's he's certainly coming in with more momentum this year than he's ever had. And I don't even, you know, momentum in sports is something that we can have an argument about another time. But I do believe in momentum in recruiting. I do think that as things continue to trend well, you see more. Look at the portal. Look at what Florida State's done since they finished up the year against Florida. They basically, everything they've touched has turned to gold in the portal. And really, anybody they wanted, they got. That's something that we don't give enough. We'll, we'll talk about the portal in just a minute. But that's something we don't talk about enough. Florida State yeah. pretty much got everything they wanted out of the portal. I know they were in on other guys. And, you know, anybody they put attention on, anybody they brought in for a visit early, anybody that they really focused on, they got. And that's really impressive. Now, that's tougher at the high school level because you've, it's a longer recruitment process. You're not able to just boom, boom, and get them done. But I think that Florida State being having this momentum and having the 10-win season and having the national hype, I think that Florida State being, and everybody, we'll talk about this in a minute, everybody's top five and 10 um, over the next several months is going to be big for FSU because they can sell that on the recruiting trail too. Now they're going to have to go back out and back it up on the field this year too. You, you can't just have an absolute clunker and go six and six because then you see what happens, right? Like the class falls apart again. But I do think the expectations for the 24 class need to be, I think they need to be eight or higher. Now, if you take less kids and you finish nine or 10, that's fine. But I don't even know that top 10 is acceptable because I think Florida State's going to win a lot of games too. I think they're going to be in a lot of great atmospheres. You're going to have that Miami game at home. You're going to have that uh, game in Orlando that recruits. It won't be official visits, but you can have them out too. You're probably going to be in the ACC championship. Like you've got a lot of really good things going for you. And I think this is where you need to capitalize. Put together back-to-back 10-win -back seasons and Florida State should be recruiting at a top 10 level at that point. 
You already have Davis committed. If you can get Lester as well, that's going to take, I mean, just having two five stars, like go look at the, go look at the recruiting rankings now. Um, there wasn't a team that had two five stars that finished outside of the top 15, right? So just that alone is, is probably going to guarantee you a uh, top 10 class, probably top 15. There were only three teams that finished outside of the top um, 10 that had a um, two five stars. Um, so again, for your teams that had two five stars, your top five classes did. Uh, and then your 12th, 13th, and 15th ranked class did as well. And so, yeah, I think you lock up some of those guys, you get some of that in, and you get some of that going, you're almost guaranteeing yourself a top 10-ish class, maybe that 12 range. We'll see what numbers look like, how many guys people take. But it makes the expectations for that go way, way higher. And I think that's where you need to live um, to have a sustainable program, right? This 2023 roster – Put me up against anybody, Georgia, Alabama, I don't care. We could beat them. We may be an underdog, but I definitely love our chances. But to get to the Georgia level where you're truly a top two program, you have to have these high school classes. And I think this could be the start of it for Mike Norvell. Yeah, I think the big thing is like when you look at Georgia's roster and you look at what they are doing, their third and fourth string guys that end up going <laughs> to the portal. Everybody wants those guys like crazy. Everybody's yeah. like, oh my gosh, a Georgia fourth stringer. And so we did I with think, Jermaine Johnson. He couldn't start at Georgia and then he's an all-American yeah. at Florida State. I love it. I think so. I think that's a lot of what you're looking at. You're looking at the fact that okay, Florida State's starting 22 can go, I think can go up with just about anybody in the country. Like yeah, I, I think they, they should be in really, yeah. really good shape going up with anybody in the country. But man, football's about depth and about maintaining it and a lot more than just your your starting 22. And so I think that that's going to be big. I think building depth through high school is going to be massive. And Florida State, for the first time ever, has a chance to go on and do some pretty special things on the recruiting side of things, too. They've done in the portal. They've made splashes in recruiting. They've recruited guys well. They just have to be able to close the door. They did a better job of it this year than last year. They did a better job last year than the year before. This year is where it needs to go to the next level. It, it, it's not an immediate thing. I'll also give a big shout out to the Battle's End. They are going to be um, yes. very important in Florida State continuing that. And they're going to do a good job. They, they, they are doing a phenomenal job now. And, and they're going to they're gonna continue to do that. And that's probably all we need to say about that. Um, let's give a big shout out to... Um, our friends over at Gramco, you can go to thegramco.com and you can use code, whatever code you want. You can use DFNS25, you can use TJ25. They all count toward the same. They all work the same exact way. So whatever you remember, DFNS25 or TJ25 at checkout to get 25% off. They are going to do a Super Bowl box. It's going to be for your Super Bowl party. You're definitely going to want to make sure you get that. So stay tuned to what they've got coming the best in Delta 8 products on the market, thegramcode.com, DFNS25 for 25% off. All right, so we talked about recruiting a little bit. Let's talk about the transfer portal some, some guys coming, some guys going, and then some targets. I know there's some people you guys out there have some ideas on, some guys from Georgia, some other SEC yes. guys. We'll talk about some targets 
after we catch you up on everything that's gone on in the portal. So, Richie, this week, Daryl Jackson did end up enrolling. We talked about it last Sunday, that that was looking like a good thing. News came out Monday morning that he did end up enrolling, uh, but not without some drama first. We talked about that drama last week. Seems like Miami tried to poach there. Um, Miami going 0 for 4 on, uh, on trying to steal talent from FSU felt pretty good, didn't it? Yeah, and shout out 247 for giving the whole breakdown. Go listen back to their pod if you if you want to hear the everything that happened. But they basically, uh, John DeRiz and uh, Mario Cristobal tried to poach Florida State's entire reserve defensive line to get Daryl Jackson. Uh, Florida State was able to shut that down pretty quickly, and I could not be happier. He started for Miami all 12 games this season. Uh, he's a really good player, and... He's coming to Florida State probably as a backup, which is really big for FSU. TJ, you were just talking about the necessity for depth. Well, now Florida State has that depth, especially on the defensive line. Um, if you had lost Joshua Farmar and, and all the guys that were rumored to potentially leave with Jackson, that would have been devastating for the future of the, sure. um, of the program. But you kept them all and you stole one. So Miami came out thinking they could get potentially four or five guys. They got a net negative nest one. Uh, great for Florida State. And, I'm man, I love it. I think Daryl Jackson, he could start for Florida State, but he'll probably be reserve. And the fact that he knew that coming in is huge for Florida State. Yeah, no, I mean, he takes your depth to another level. And Fabo hasn't, I mean, obviously, knock on wood, we said this about Jordan last year, and he was able to overcome it. But Fabo hasn't made it through a season healthy yet. Um Obviously, would like him to this year, uh, upcoming. But if he's not able to, having Jackson there um, to help and step in is great. And having him to take some of that load off of Fabo so that Fabo's yeah. not having to be in there every single play, I think is really, really big. So he takes your depth on that defensive line to an absolutely ridiculous level. That's a great transition here. Um, Let's talk about Gilbert Edmond a little bit. Harlan, I know you have that one too. Gilbert Edmond is a huge pickup for Florida State. It seemed like the good news just could not stop. The day after Daryl Jackson enrolls, we then pick up Gilbert Edmond, uh, South Carolina defensive end. We played some highlights. We had a good video of him that you guys should go check out um, over on the YouTube once the show is done. But getting Edmund is massive as well because LSU and Florida were in on him super hard. And here's what I'll say. LSU, as much as we like to give Florida a hard time and as much as we enjoy them being down and this whole Rashada thing that we'll talk about in a little bit, getting Edmund is massive for two reasons. One, it's the same thing as getting Jackson um, for that defensive tackle spot. Having Edmund be able to take some of that load off of Verse, off of Peyton, off of McClendon, and be able to rotate in and be a very good player, a player that both LSU and UF wanted is massive. He could have gone to either one of those schools and been the guy Coming here to not only learn from verse, but be a rotational piece speaks a lot to culture, speaks a lot to what he was looking for. And versus verse came back this year, and we're all happy about it. I'm telling you guys something. Verse ain't coming back next year. And so Edmund could very well, Edmund and Peyton next year. I know that we're focused on 2023. I'm not trying to move past that. But 2024 with Edmund and Peyton could be ridiculous. And so I think that was a massive pickup for the Knowles. And again, I think I think LSU and Florida had more, you know, they had different advantages to sell him. That selling him on being the guy 
is is pretty special. And he came here and knew that he wasn't going to be the guy. Not that he won't be good. I think it'd be really, really good for the Knowles. Um, I think he'll he'll do a lot. But I think that was a huge pickup. And and that defensive line, Richie, I think is going to be. I just put me down for it. I think it's going to be better than Clemson's. I think we're going to have the best defensive line in the ACC next year. And I, I really don't even, I'm not even like, oh man, I, you know, we didn't even mention Fisk and Farmer and Peyton. These guys are going to be nasty. And that D-line, where it struggled last year, it, it's going to be really good this year. And I, I cannot wait to see what this defensive line looks like. They are going to be so good. Um, I, I think Edmund is a huge deal because, like you mentioned, LSU wanted him. Florida wanted him. He visited both schools. His last visit was to LSU. And typically, you want to be the school that gets the last visit. Not this time around. He said, no, I'm going to Florida State. And I think it's a testament to Mike Norvell. And, you know, as he tells everybody, listen, it's not going to be easy. You are going to have to work when you come here. And he embraced that. Uh, I think he's a multi-year guy at Florida State, not just a one-year rental. Uh, like we thought Jared Verse would be a one-year rental, right? Now, he's back for a second year. Shout out Ingram Smith and in the battle's end. But, man, I, I just think this defensive line, when you talk about winning championships, it's in the trenches, right? That, that's where it happens. And Florida State is there, I think, on both sides of the ball. Charlotte is the floor next year, and the playoff is an expectation of mine. Yeah, oof, playoff expectation. All right, we'll talk about 2023 in just a minute. Um we are Florida State touchdown FSU. All right, William, you got lucky there. Two dollars from William. Appreciate you, my man. Keep the super chats rolling. We always appreciate those. Um, yeah, Singletary. For we, we, I want to talk about. Let's talk about two guys leaving, and then we'll talk about some targets or potential targets. These aren't official targets just yet. You got to realize with timing, things could change up just a bit, but. Treshawn Ward transfers out, goes to Kansas State. Really excited for him there. And Malik McClain hits the portal. We hinted at both of those. We said that both of those were possible. I just think overall, I think that those rooms are really, really crowded. Those guys want more touches, want more targets. And they both really, from what I was told, I've spoken with people really, really close to Ward. And then I spoke with some people that were Close to people who are close to McLean. I, I won't claim to have been kind of in that camp sp- speaking with them. But from what I was told, both guys really, really struggle with this decision because they both really, really love Florida State. They both really, really love everything. Yeah, don't forget about Tafasi. That's a great That's a great yeah. one too. But yeah, I, I think that they really wanted to be here. And I, I was told that they struggled and that's why their announcements came so much later than everyone else's. That's why they didn't... They weren't like rushing to the portal. They really battled with it, and they really went back and forth, and they really wanted to be here. But they also, you know, Ward wants to be a number one, and I think he, I think he will be a number one yeah, at Kansas 100%. State. He would have been a number one a lot of places, but with Benson, I mean, he's just not going to be a number one. And you have a running quarterback, so you're, you know, you're losing some touches there. To a Phillies, there you got young guys coming up. Uh, I think it makes sense for Ward and then McLean. I mean, you know, McLean saw some of his numbers drop through the year. I think Williamson's going to have a big year next year. Obviously you got Hakeem and and a lot of guys back. You get Winston right back. So I don't blame either one of those guys. I wish them the absolute best of luck. Um, And, and it's, it's kind of a good problem to have. Um, We, you'd love to see that at every position. You're so loaded at every position that guys are leaving for more playing time, but I, you kind of understand it, but I'm telling you, I'm a huge Trayshawn Ward fan. I like McLeek McLean too, but um, 
I oh yeah, and Destin Hill may be coming too. But yeah, I, I, those guys leaving, you know, no issues with that. I I wish them the very best, you know, in their career. Yeah, Trey Sean, you know, it, that that one hurt a little bit because like we're all every Florida State fan loves Trey Sean Ward, right? And I'll, I'll probably watch a couple Kansas State games next year just because of that. Um, but as you said, Trey Benson clearly is is RB one. You got Tua Philly and, and, and Rodney Hill, who I think is going to be really impactful for Florida State's offense this year. And then when you talk about Malik McLean, like you got Johnny Wilson back, you got Micah Pittman back, you got Winston Wright Jr., who's going to be full, fully healthy this year. Neither transfer is surprising. Obviously, you would love to have them on the roster at Florida State, but you fully understand the reasoning to want to go elsewhere. And I don't blame them one bit. And I wish them the best, and I hope they got a big NIL bag as well because they deserve it. Yeah, no, I agree. You want to you want to see good for people who do the right things, put in the work. I mean, you know, Treshawn was a walk on, if we guys remember, right? And the fact that he's going, I mean, he's got to go and uh, yeah, he needs to go get an NFL bag. Like he needs to he needs to go shine so that he can make the NFL. And and doing that is the second or third option here. I think that's tough, right? Being being kind of your change of pace guy. He needs to be featured. And so I'm all about it. Hopefully McLean can develop and, and be even better as well. But wish the uh, wish the absolute best for those guys. All right, so some targets, some transfer portal targets. Listen, I know there's a lot of people that are really, really excited about Jaheim Singletary, a safety out of UGA. I have spoken with some people, and I, I think you just have to watch that one. I don't know if Florida State's all the way in there. I don't know if they... Florida State does what they do in the portal, right? And they hone in on the guys that they think they can get and will make an impact. And I don't, I'm not saying that they've closed the door there. I don't want to allude to that. But just in speaking with some people, I think the Singletary hype has to take just a little bit of a step down. Like, let's just, let's just, Kaziah Holmes, yeah, Ray Fitty, thanks for reminding me of him. Um, let's just jump down a little bit down on the Singletary hype. I think. Anytime you see a guy coming from UGA, and obviously he's a former five-star, you get really, really excited. Obviously, our fan base is super excited about Tresman Marshall, linebacker from UGA. Um, I saw a lot of hype around Taishim Johnson, the safety from Ole Miss. I think that some of these guys could potentially be in play, but I think Florida State fans also feel like whenever a top – Mike's kind of spoiled him, Richie – and whenever a top player goes into the portal, they just think like, oh, that's Mike's right there. Like we don't, you know, it's it's done, it's over. If we want him, he's he he's already submitted his financial aid paperwork. So maybe pump the brakes on Jaheim just a little bit. But I do think they're after some targets right now. I, I've heard that linebacker and safety are two positions that we still feel need to be addressed. Obviously, in losing Jamie Robinson, I think that's a, a hole that you need to plug. I like Shaheem Brown a lot. I do like Akeem Dent. I've heard some rumors on a couple of guys that may move back to safety. We may hold off on saying who those are just yet, but I do think they like what they have at that safety position. I think you could sure it up just a little bit. I also think that linebacker is a position you don't have as much depth at. You've got Lundy, you've got um, uh, Deloach, and you've also got uh, Tatum Bethune. But then behind that, there's a lot of inexperienced depth. Uh, you know, obviously, I think Blake Nicholson, DeMarco Ward are going to be really, really good. They're also true freshmen, and I'm not expecting them to come in right away um, and make a huge impact. So I do think you'll have more targets you're going for. 
The window's closed, uh, or it closes like this week. So I don't think you'll see a ton of guys, and they can't get into school anyway. I mean, if somebody was to commit today, we could probably get them into school. But the drop ad period has already ended. People right now, if they commit, are probably not coming until after the spring semester anyway. So maybe pump the brakes a little bit. I think this will be heavy, heavy recruiting high school season. Not that the portal ever stops, but those are my thoughts on some targets. Richie, who are, who are you signing from UGA that's already jumped off the uh, <laughs> Georgia bandwagon? Yeah, I, I really do like our linebackers for 2023, but I d- would love some depth. So, right, I, I would love to get a linebacker. Um, but, man, like I said, this roster, as far as just looking at 2023 alone, I love where we stand, and I think this team is ready to make a run. Uh, you know, if we get nobody else in the portal, I still think we could be a playoff team, and that's where you want to be. You just need to start doing that to where the program is a playoff program, not just a one-year window, which I think is where we are right now. But, man, I love where we stand for 2023. So whoever else we add or don't add from the portal doesn't really matter to me as far as next season goes. Yeah, so we'll continue to monitor targets. Hey, we've tried to stay pretty plugged in on that stuff for you guys. I think of every transfer that we've taken from Daryl Jackson to the most recent Gilbert Edmund, I think we have dropped a video within three minutes of that player committing, we dropped a video on our channel, except for one. Casey Roddick was the only one that we didn't, and I was told about that one, I just didn't have the time to get it done. So every single transfer that has happened at Florida State, we've dropped a video on immediately. If you're not subscribed, you're missing out. I'll tell you who you guys, who we're getting, I'm just not gonna ruin the kids' moments, but you'll know within seconds of them announcing, because we always put it out. Um, We get word, we know what's going on, Got good couple of good plugs. Most of them are Richie's inside info. But if you want more info, DM him. But hit the hit the subscribe no, do button. Not DM make, me, please. Make sure that you don't miss out. I, again, that, he's the only one we haven't done it for. He's the only transfer that we haven't done a video yeah. for. Go back up and look through the uh, video list after the show, and we'll uh, you can you can find out and we'll prove it to you there. All right, big shout out to our friends over at Garnet Gold. Then we'll talk about coaching a little bit. Look ahead to 2023, and then maybe get out of here. Uh, Garnet Gold, the best when it comes to FSU apparel. We've got over 300 people in here right now. Uh, Daryl Jackson is not going to back to Miami now. He he's enrolled and signed. Uh, the, you, we've got 300 Knowles in here watching. Well, probably a little bit less than a few haters. But we've got 300 Knowles in here watching. Um, Garden Gold is the absolute best when it comes to FSU apparel, comes to licensed merchandise, when it comes to T-shirts, jerseys, what your favorite athletes, your favorite players, whether it be football, whatever the situation is. This course Garden, is a hoodie. I'm telling you, man, they're, they're absolutely elite. And we can save you some money. Go to GardenGold.com. Use code NOSLAW. They have a ton of... Stuff that you can get on sale right now. You can use the discount code. I know that it's after the holidays, but garninggold.com, no slaw, N-O-S-L-A-W. Robert, that's a great question. Zero. There has not been one, like the transfers we know. We made a couple of recruiting videos that we had to cancel, but the, but the, we, we had a few, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Harlan, you can, check, you can check me if I'm lying on this, but. We had a couple of recruiting videos we had to cancel. We haven't had to cancel any transfer ones. We're, we've we've been pretty spot on with that one. So, but that's a good question. I appreciate it, Jasper, my man.
Dude, I appreciate Jasper. I'll throw this one up too. Much love from Valdosta, Georgia. Keep up the good work. Appreciate you, Jasper. We always appreciate those who are showing love. Hey, my man, if you have a question, Jasper, though, your next question's free. It's on us. Um, all right, Richie, new coach in Tallahassee. Now that we've paid all the bills and we're going, again, if you're watching, appreciate you, Billy, for subscribing. Make sure that you guys... Um, hit that subscribe button. Stay in tune with everything that's going on. Hey, we 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 asked you guys to help us get to five thousand subs last week, and we were able to do that. So do us a favor. Let's now it's the road to six. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Richie, new defensive backs coach. Now that the Dolphins have lost, sorry for any Dolphins fans. Hopefully, we are helping cheer you up after the Dolphins lost today. But Florida State should announce a new DB coach in Pat Sertain now that they have things rolling. He was rumored to be announced and will be announced this week as Florida State's secondary coach. Richie, let me tell you a little bit about Pat Sertain. I know you know, but I'm going to tell the people. An 11-year NFL vet, won two state championships at American Heritage High School. Um, won three, sorry, I can't type here. Won three state championships at American Heritage High School. Has put several guys into Power 5 and the NFL. Guy is an absolute technician. He's an all-pro. He's a pro bowler. And I'm really, really excited to have two things. One, I think his development is going to be fantastic. Look what his son has done and look what he's done with guys he's coached. What he's done at that high school level, coaching technique and coaching guys that come out of American Heritage. And number two, I, you know, people said like, oh, he's not a proven recruiter. I really, really like what he brings with the South Florida ties from coaching down there. I'm not saying there's going to be an American Heritage to Florida State pipeline and we're going to get every player that's ever played that. That's not the point. The point is I do think that he's got good connections down there in South Florida. Coached with the Dolphins now. I think that brings a lot of respect. Um, and so I'm glad the Dolphins lost today. Again, sorry, folks out there that are Dolphins fans. But excited to get my coach on campus this week, uh, which I assume will be announced uh, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, when you, when you heard the hire, it's like, okay, this is interesting. But th there were two concerns, right? His ability to coach at college because he never done it and recruit at the college level because he's never done it. Uh, those concerns are I, not at all to me because you think uh, you mentioned his son who's a pro bowler for the Broncos right now, right? He helped develop that kid from a, uh, an early time. And what I love about the recruiting aspect, you got to think, American Heritage, like you said, they won three or, uh, state championships in the state of Florida Dabo Sweeney, Ryan Day, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, they are all regulars at American Heritage where this high school is because of the talent they put out year after year after year. And his son went to Alabama. So he's seeing, he knows Nick Saban's recruiting pitch. Like he knows exactly what he says to kids to try and get them to come to Florida State or, or any school. Yeah, but Florida State. But people forget Florida State was actually high on his list. Uh, for junior, not senior. But, man, I, I love this hire. I think it's, you know, th there is a little bit of risk involved because he has not done this at the college level. But I think the ceiling way outweighs the floor. I think Pat Certain Jr. or senior is a phenomenal hire. He He's just, man, I was excited when I did the research and, and looked into it more. I could not have been happier with this coach. You know, best wishes to Coach Woodson at Arkansas. But I, I think we upgraded in a big way. Somebody asked earlier on what impact do you think it'll have on recruiting? Yeah, I think you're going to close on. I, I think yeah, I think you're going to close on more of those big guys. Like I, 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think Lester's a done deal. I don't even know if he's met Lester yet. He's been <laughs> focused on the playoff. But I think you're going to hit on more guys. And Florida State okay. did a good job closing on a couple of guys that they really, really like Conrad Hussey. They really, really like Edwin Joseph. But they were not in it for the absolute upper echelon elite defensive backs in the state of Florida this year. I think they will be now with Sertain. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, that's not me just trying to blow hype. That's not me just trying to blow smoke. I try to keep it pretty real. We try to say when we think things are going poorly. We've 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 tried to be pretty honest on things and shoot straight with you guys. But I think that Sertain has the ability because guys want to play for what what, do, what kids want to do. They want to go to school and they want to play on prime time. They want to make money through NIL and they want to go to the league. That's it. Like that's what I mean. Every recruiting, you know, now, you know, staying home or different things. But, like, that's what every recruitment boils down to. Making money, making the league. Like, that's what it is, right? And being developed and, and making the NFL. NIL's in order at Florida State. It's one of the best in the country. I'm just telling you guys, knowing some of the guys that are working with it. But, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> but I think if he can develop like we think he can, like he has for his entire career, I think that Florida State will close on some guys. Again, I'm not telling you Lester's done. But I do think we're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of success with that uh, DB recruiting. Um, another quick note. Actually, that's all I got. That's all I got on coaching. Um, <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving. We uh, we'll keep rolling with this. Um, again, if you guys have questions, if you guys have thoughts, throw them in the comments. I did see a good one in there that I missed. Yeah, a lot of excitement. Do we think we're fine with getting us without getting a safety? Yeah, in the portal, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what the next couple of months look like, right? Like, let's. I think you're going to see a an emphasis down on um, on portal for the next few months because guys can't enroll until after the spring. So if they're already in the portal, that's one thing. But the portal will slow down a little bit, and I think you'll bring it back. Um, that's a good comment. See, we'll we'll give Jasper some love because he threw up the super chat. For all they didn't know, Pastor Team was a high school quarterback before going on to be an offensive, awesome defensive back. Let's see if I can talk. And he's right. from New Orleans, uh, which I love. My wife's from New Orleans, and he went to the same high school as a receiver that will never play at Florida State. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not shutting the door there just yet. All right, looking ahead to Are 2023. Really <laughs> looking ahead to 2023. Florida State finishes the 2022 season 11th in the AP, 10th in the coaches' poll. And there's a lot of hype around the 2023 season uh, in a lot of people's way too early rankings. Florida State sits in like the four to six range. I've seen them everywhere from fourth to 10th. I really haven't seen too many with Florida State outside the top 10. And so I do, I don't say it's a lock, but I do think that Florida State's got a really, really good chance to start the season top 10, maybe be pushing that top five area. Richie, what are your thoughts on the expectations and the hype around 2023? I'm, I'm buying it, and I, I really am. I, I think this is a team, you know, it, it, and if you were to open the season against a, a Delaware State or whoever, as opposed to LSU, you're guaranteed to win week one, right? Like, so the, this LSU game is somewhat scary in that aspect because you need to run the table otherwise to make it to the playoff. But man, I, I like I said earlier, I would put this roster up against almost anybody in the country. I think they are really, really good. And my, my thought process is simply like, okay, think of a guy like Arch Manning, right? 
he's a five-star, one of the highest-rated quarterbacks of all time. You're not taking him over Jordan Travis, right? The number one defensive end in the country. You're not taking him over Jared Verse. Like, Mike Norvell has done a phenomenal job building this roster, and I do think it's a top-five team in the country, and I cannot wait for the season to start because I do think we can make a lot of noise. I don't know if we're going to win a national title. That's really, really, really hard to do. But no Florida State fan should back off of the expectation of making the college football playoff because I think we should get there. I think Charlotte is the floor of the entire season. Yeah, I think you got to go to the ACC championship. I think if you were to lose, um, I think you got to go 10-2 and in the regular season. Right. If you were to drop an early game to LSU, who I also think is going to be really, really good, and then yeah. you were to lose on the road at Clemson, but then have a chance to avenge that loss in, in Charlotte, I, I think I'm okay with that. And if you go 11 and 2, you're probably going to finish fifth. You're probably going to finish one spot out of the, <laughs> uh, unless LSU like wins the championship and Clemson was undefeated and so maybe you swapped with them, something like that. But you're probably going to finish fifth. And so you're probably not going to make the playoff at 11 and 2. You might. I mean, I don't think it's crazy to think you can get in like that, but I think it'd probably be pretty tough. But if you were to let, if you offer me that right now, I, I, man, we won three games two years ago. Man, I, I might be all in on it. <laughs> exactly. To me, those are the only games you really should lose. I think going on the road to Pitt's kind of tricky, especially depending on when that is. Can't lose to the rivals, um, and, and you got to win everything else. You got got to beat Duke and Virginia Tech at home. Can't stub your toe on on anything else. How about the Jordan Travis for Heisman hype? Do you like that website that Florida State came out with? Because I'll just tell you, I love it. I love it. Campaign for your guy. What Jordan has put into this program, like absolutely. Put the whole media campaign on it. Start putting that in people's minds. I think you start to put that in people's minds subliminally. And like they, like maybe that impacts them later on. It all really comes down to how Jordan plays, right? But I like it. Man, go out. He was the best quarterback in college football this year, according to Pro Football Focus. Go out and pound your chest a little bit. Jordan Travis for Heisman. So my th- <laughs> my initial thought was horrendous because I immediately thought of CP7 for Heisman.com. Oh, God. Uh, the Christian Ponder one back in 2010. I didn't even know, a, I didn't know the internet was a thing back then. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But that that was my immediate thought, and I, I just oh I, I cringed so much. But, man, Jordan Travis deserves this, right? Yeah. The season he had – Nobody saw him making the progress he did from last season to this season the way he did. Whatever you want, man. Like, And here's the thing. Florida State's not going to do this without Jordan Travis's blessing. And I'm sure he gave them his blessing. And if he can turn it into some NIL uh, you know, money in his pocket, great. I just I, – I cringed at first because I thought of Christian Ponder – but, man, if Jordan Travis is on board, let's go. Let's ride. Good for you, bro. I, I, I cannot wait to see what he does next year because I think he is a legitimate Heisman contender. Yeah, I like it. I put out a, a short video here on YouTube yesterday. It's like a 45 seconds. Uh, he's plus 1,200 right now um, to win the Heisman. That's good value. I, ahead of him, Caleb Williams and Drake May. I don't think Caleb Williams wins it. As good as he was this year, yeah. I think there's – I, I, you know, obviously it hasn't been 48 years. It's been 48 years since a repeat winner took it. Archie Griffin back in the seventies. I just don't think a repeat wins it. And then I also think that Florida State's going to have a better year than UNC and that'll catapult him above Drake may as well. So yeah, I'm buying the hype. I'm not guaranteeing you that he wins it, but I think he'll be in New York for the Heisman ceremony as as long as New York next December, TJ. 
Dude, so let me tell you something. I kind of want to go. Twenty. So the last time I was in New York was 2019, and it was that weekend. We we always go up like the first weekend of, or not we always, but my wife always goes up the first weekend of the year in December. Um, so I might I might go if he's if he's up there I might go. We'll see. If he's um, there, I'm going. Like, I so like all right, let's do this and let's get out of here. If you guys have other questions and you want to get them answered, Richie and I are going to talk about one more thing. We're going a little bit long tonight, but we had a lot to discuss. A lot's gone on, and the numbers have been great. So thank you guys a ton for hanging out. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We've got some big news coming here soon, and we want you guys to be the first to know. So subscribe and notifications on. Let's get that done, and we'll get out of here in just a minute. Um, Richie, the rivals are kind of an embarrassment right now. Um, I know that we've talked to all, all, you know, this has all been about Florida State. It's all been about us. But watching what's going on with Rashada and Cormani McClain, both of whom it's rumored that have NIL issues, which the, the UF issues of NIL don't really shock you as much. The Miami ones maybe do because they seem like they're fully invested in NIL and uh, kind of all over the place on Twitter and everywhere else. But let's start with Rashada. Um, boy, what an embarrassing situation for, for uh, Billy Napier. I think, um, yeah, I think it's tough for him. I think that, you know, he, uh, it's not necessarily his fault, but the Jaden Rashada situation is not great. Um, he was able to finish with like a top 12, 13 ish class, according to 247. And with Rashada leaving, it's going to drop down to about 15th. Um, they brought in Napier to, to, to be a recruiter and to recruit better than Mullen. And, uh, if he loses Rashada, which it seems like for all intents and purposes, it looks like he's going to, he's going to finish behind him. And I think we're going to widen the gap a little bit with UF this year. So thoughts on the Rashada situation, Richie. Yeah, man. I, and, and honestly, like as much as I love to troll UF, I, I, Billy Napier did his job, right? He got him to sign his NLI, uh, National Letter of Intent, not to be confused with name, image, and likeness. Uh, Billy Napier did his job. Apparently he signed that too. Yeah. <laughs> the other side just didn't. <laughs> but but the collective, and we both know the CEO of the collective, and I don't know what happened there. Like it clearly was a miscommunication at, at the minimum, or just a straight out lie at the at the max, but just a <laughs> really bad situation. And it's great for Florida State because if you're recruiting against Florida, you can point to Jaden Rashad and say, "Hey, this is what happened with this guy—a four star, not even an elite guy. Like, yeah, he's really good. Like, I would love to have Jaden Rashad on a roster, but my goodness, man, you, you drop the bag over this guy—that's." Really bad news. Uh, when it comes to Miami, Cremona McLean, you know, if Dion jumps in and has the NIL game ready to go, it's hard to say no to that guy, especially because Travis Hunter's out there, right? So I, I don't want to troll too much because, okay, if Cremona McLean does go join Travis Hunter, okay, that's one of our former commits. But, yeah, it's I think it's a bad look for Billy, but it's not his fault, but he has to own this, which is what's – Ah, I, I just embrace and love it. Yeah, no, it's tough for them, and it couldn't happen to a nicer programs. Um, yeah, the McLean thing again—that that one seems like more on you know just Dion being 
Dion and, and snatching a guy, and hopefully he'll do, take somebody from UF next year and complete the uh, big three trifecta <laughs> since he took from us last year. But yeah, absolutely love to see them in shambles. Love to see them both losing, you know, top recruits um, this late. You know, they 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 were guys that you know were were, were pretty far fat past um, signing day. I think that that's it's hilarious to watch. Um, couple of, couple of questions and we'll get out of here. Spring game, as far as fan day, I don't even know if they still do fan day or if they will because of how NIL works, um, you know, with autographs and stuff like that. I would anticipate the spring game is going to be on April 15th. Um, the other weekends in April, there is a, uh, there are baseball series and Florida state hasn't put a spring game on the same weekend as a baseball series in years, though. I think they should. I'm actually going to talk to Michael Alford about that. I'm legitimately going to call him and ask him about that, but um, I would, I would say you're probably looking at April 15th and then an over under on, I saw one that was an over and under on two and a half, five stars. I'm going to go with two. I'm going to say you get Lester and Davis. I don't, I don't know if you get another one or not. I'd love to be wrong there, but I'll go under two and a half, but I will say two. So give me, give me two, five Still stars. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Like I said, only deal. Only eight teams in the country had two or more five stars last year. So if you could put yourselves in one out of eight, I think you're doing a really good job there. Um, and then last one I've got here. Do you guys think the football facility will help recruiting? I do, but not as much as winning or NIL will. I think it's very important. And I think getting the football facility will help the program improve. I And I do think it'll help recruiting. I do think it's special to be able – but I think at this point in college football, it's just an arms race. And everybody else has one too. And everybody else is really – like Florida's is really nice. Georgia's really nice. Clemson's really nice. Alabama's really nice. So you just have to have one to keep up. You know, I don't think that ours is going to all of a sudden, like, catapult us. I think it's really important to have for development, for a lot of things. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know if it's a direct tie to recruiting. Like, you get, um, you know, yeah, that you build it and all of a sudden you, you know, top five class or anything like that. Do I think UM is recruiting better than us right now because of NIL? Yeah, they've got a really, yeah. really aggressive NIL, and I think they try to make absolute splashes, and I think you look at their class, and there's a lot of really, really highly ranked kids, and there's a lot of, like, three stars in there, too. So nothing wrong with three stars. Obviously, Jordan Travis is uh, a kid that was a three-star, and he's going to be the best quarterback in the league next year. So it can work, but I do think that they are going – I mean, they're very Miami. They're very flashy. They're very splashy, and I think that they're also benefiting from having a, a brand-new coach. And, and Mario has always been a good recruiter, and so you have a, a good recruiter – uh, first year coach and good NIL. I mean, you're, you're going to recruit well, but I think that if they go seven and five or six and six again next year, you'll see them drop and you'll Florida state wins 10 games. You'll see them rise. And I think the classes will be pretty similar. Um, Richie, you got any shout outs? You got anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, guys, if you have any other questions, try to go through a couple there, make sure you get the super chat in and we'll read them off just before we leave. We'll wrap up here in the next five minutes or so, but Richie, you got anything before we go? Yeah, I, I need to give a shout out, and, and I hope we get her on the show very soon. Tonight, Latson, man, she is phenomenal. She has set the school record at Florida State for FSU Women's Hoops. Six 30-point games in a season already, right? <laughs> There's still uh, two nice. months left to play. She is ridiculous. I think she was 11 of 12 against number 11 NC State, and Florida State won that game, so shout out friend of the show, Brooke Wyckoff, but man, Tanaya Latson is phenomenal. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Yeah, she's been great. Um, 
Another sport that we don't typically mention an absolute ton, uh, I did see Baba Miller was back, but men's tennis um, finished their year last year by upsetting number 11 UGA, welcomed number 7 UGA to Tallahassee this week, and uh, or today even, and they upset number 7 UGA. So good to see men's tennis get off to a good start there. Obviously, we like for FSU's programs to do well uh, everywhere, from the field to the court to the gym, just the track, the pool the course, whatever they're competing in, we certainly want FSU's programs to do really, really, really well. Um, hey, uh, some condolences, you know, heartfelt condolences as well. I mentioned in Georgia, obviously really, really sad news out of there as a, a player and um, a staff member both killed um, today. Super tragic, super sad. Um, obviously nowhere to go from there, but just, you know, wish our, wish our condolences, send our thoughts and prayers Brutal stuff. So if you're if you believe in prayer, obviously throw one up for them. Um, just tragic news for sure. Miss Jeannie, I think you're right. Yeah, 2013 was the last year they did. Maybe it was 2013 and 14 because I thought I came up in 14 as well. But yeah, 13 they did a baseball game and a spring game and the circus all in one. So anything else, Richie? Before we get out of here? No, I'm all set, man. It's it's been a great show. Uh, I love where Florida State's going and. I cannot wait for this 2023 season, which we have to wait nine months for, unfortunately. But the excitement that Florida State fans have not felt preseason since 2017, and we hope it's better than that. I got a feeling it will be. I, I got good good faith it will be. Um, thank you guys again for tuning in. Like I said, do us a favor. Smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. We've got about 300 people in here. About 200 of you are not subscribed. So if I'm talking to you, hit that subscribe button. Like I said, we have hit on every single transfer outside of Casey Roddick. We've had the video up within three minutes of their commitment. So we will certainly do our very best to um, continue to bring you guys that news quickly. What we've been doing, Robert, I'll answer that real quick and we'll go. We go live every Sunday at 5 p.m. unless there's like a scheduling conflict and we'll always announce that. We always put the show out so that you should get the YouTube notification in the morning on Sunday. And then it'll go live later that afternoon. And then we've been going live Fridays at 11 a.m. So those are our two live shows. And then we just drop other content as short form videos, kind of pre-recorded, ready to go um, on the channel as well. So Sundays at 5, Fridays at 11 a.m. most weeks. But Sundays at 5 always. So all right, Richie, had fun. Went a little long night. You guys, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you soon. Go Knowles.